on this episode of Money with Friends. More risky business courtesy of Robinhood will tell you what has been leading to staggering losses for some investors and how to avoid it. And we have Journey to Launch's Jamila Sufrant with us. It is Tuesday, July 14th. This is Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast coming to you from Lake Mayapak, New York. And hi, I'm Jamila Soufrant from Journey to Launch coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Journey to Launch podcast host, Jamila Soufrant. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And this episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com forward slash MWF to try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That is Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com forward slash MWF to start your free seven day trial. And later in the show, by the way, and also you get 25% off. That is key because later in the show, I'm going to share with you why I subscribe to Blinkist. By the way, I did not get the big 25% discount. I paid for it because I love it. I subscribed a year and a half ago. My personal tips I'm going to give you on the best ways to use Blinkist and why I'm so excited to have them with Money with Friends as a sponsor. On that note, welcome, Jamila. Yes, yes. Hey. <laughs> welcome back. Um, you have a lot going on, including a special uh, special show this week. Yeah, well, so I have, um, I'm doing a class, um, a live sorry, class. My, my, a special class, sorry. Class, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Live class this Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, but um, on the 16th. So if you want to learn more about financial independence, how you can reach it, creating a roadmap for that, come join me. It's free, and um, you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash free class to sign up, so... Perfect. Well, I know you've had a lot of really great results with your journeyers community. So everyone should also join that community. How can they do that? So, so in general, right, this, this class is free and I'm going to also be announcing doors are opening to the money launch club. So that's my online membership community for people who want to like go deeper with that stuff. And so stay tuned. So if you already follow me on social at journey to launch or like are going to be go, going to the free class or on my list, You'll be notified when doors open. So they're going to open um, like the 17th for like a week. Um, so stay tuned, moneylaunchclub.com. Perfect. And this kind of education is so important because there's a lot of pitfalls where a lot of investors don't know what they don't know. And that goes to the story that you and I are going to talk about. So before we get to that, let's see which friend is with us today. This is Lacey from The Military Money Show. Headlines ripped from the financial press only money with friends. Let's talk about this craziness. Um, so Robin Hood, this is the title of the story. Robin Hood has lured young traders sometimes with devastating results. Um, this is by Nathaniel Popper. And so it's users buy and sell the riskiest financial products and do so more frequently than customers at other retail brokerage firms, but their inexperience can lead to staggering losses. 
So I'm just going to read a bit of um, what happened, what went down. So Richard DeBost, uh, a Navy medic in San Diego, dabbled infrequently in stock trading, but his behavior changed in 2017 when he signed up for Robinhood, a trading app that made buying and selling stocks simple and seemingly free. Mr. DeBost, now 32, said he's He'd been charmed by Robinhood's one-click trading, easy access to complex investment products and features like falling confetti and emoji-filled phone notifications that made it feel like a game. After funding his account with $15,000 in credit card advances, he began spending more on the app. As he repeatedly lost money, Mr. Dobast took out two $30,000 home equity loans so he could buy and sell more speculative stocks and options, hoping to pay off his debts. His account value shot above, get this, $1 million this year, but almost all of that recently disappeared. This week, his balance was $6,956. When he was doing his trading, he didn't want to eat, said his wife, Tashika Dobast, with whom he has three children. He would have nightmares. Millions of young Americans have begun investing in recent years through Robinhood, which was founded in 2013 with a sales pitch of no trading fees or account minimums. The ease of trading has turned it into a cultural phenomenon and a Silicon Valley darling, with the startup climbing to an $8.3 billion valuation. It has been one of the tech industry's biggest growth stories in the recent market turmoil. But at least part of Robinhood's success appears to have been built on a Silicon Valley playbook of behavioral nudges and push notifications, which has drawn inexperienced investors into the riskiest trading. That's what I was talking about at the top of the show. It's very risky. According to analysis of industry data and legal filings, as well as interviews with nine current and former Robinhood employees and more than a dozen customers. And the more the customers engaged in such behavior, the better it was for the company, the data shows. And by the way, I, I'm, I think you mentioned this, but this is a New York Times piece. More than at any other retail brokerage firm, Robinhood's users trade the riskiest products and at the fastest pace, according to an analysis. Um, and in the first three months of 2020, Robinhood users traded nine times as many shares as E-Trade customers, 40 times as many shares as Charles Schwab customers per dollar in the average customer account in the most recent quarter. They also bought and sold 88 times as many risky options contracts as Schwab customers relative to the average account size, according to the analysis. So I just want to pause there and say that they're pointing this out in this New York Times article because a lot of people might say, Say, well, Robinhood trades are free, but they're free trades in other places. But there's something going on here. And so we want to investigate a little bit further. So the article goes on. The more often small investors trade stocks, the worse their returns are likely to be, studies have shown. The returns are even worse when they get involved with options. This kind of trading where a few minutes can mean the difference between winning and losing was particularly hazardous on Robinhood because the firm has experienced an unusual number of technology issues, public records show. Some Robinhood employees who declined to be identified for fear of retaliation said the company failed to provide adequate guardrails and technology to support its customers. And that may sound very familiar, by the way, to a lot of Money with Friends listeners, because we have talked about these technology issues and other issues that people have had with Robinhood on other shows. So this is that part of the story is certainly not new. So let's just pause there. This is a very long article. We may read some more highlights from it, but I want to give Jamila, first and foremost, a chance to give us her thoughts. Yeah. So, you know, it's unfortunate, um, right? Like that people are losing money. There was recently also, I think a suicide, um, also related to this from someone who lost a lot of money when they saw how much they, you know, they were in the negative. 
So I think there's two things going on. I think it's great that Robinhood has made investing more accessible and they also are gamifying it, right? So part of like, you know, getting people to engage, especially with money is making it fun. But I think there's a responsibility that you have to be aware that if that fun is also very uh, associated with a lot of risk and people's real money, that you have to be cautious on, on, on gamifying those kind of things. And so I do think there is should be more onerous on Robinhood to put some some more education in place for users to to really think through the user experience and their users ex- like how they can educate them more, but also like put more guardrails in so that yes, you want to make it fun and enticing for people, but also that this can be devastating for people financially so that not everyone's ready to have like, you know, the full reins into just investing in these, these complex structures like options and things like that. Yeah. And, and I love that you po- point out that because we did ask our Instagram audience, the handle is at money friends pod. Do you feel that Robinhood should be blamed if clients lose money investing? What do you think our, our Instagram audience came down on that? Um, I think maybe half and half, maybe what happened? What was the response? No, actually, they really took your side. They say that 96% said no, they don't think Robinhood should be blamed if clients lose money investing. And you know, here in our studio audience here on Facebook Live, we have Annette, she's got a comment. Yeah, so Annette says, wow, but how is this Robinhood's fault? They did not make him go into debt to invest. Exactly right. But it also seemed like this guy, it, you, what his wife was describing is like, he was like, it was gambling for him. It was more of like a gambling situation, not investing. So I think, you know, there's some onerous on the person, right, to like take responsibility. But then you got to think that sometimes giving access to people who are not ready and then enticing them, like it doesn't seem real for some people. It does seem like, oh, I'm just playing with fun money and making money, losing money. It's not, they don't realize it yet. So it's not, I don't think it's completely Robin Hood's fault, but they, I think they have a responsibility to, to their users who are inexperienced to educate them and put stops in place to, pr- to protect them. Right. And I do want to give Robin Hood the opportunity and because New York Times did a great job giving both sides of the story. Um, it does quote Robin Hood as saying that the company has added educational content on how to invest safely. So that is that is there. We have more comments from our audience. Um, do you want to grab this one? Yeah. Nasima. Hey, Nasima. She says sounded really compulsive. Yeah. It was like gambling, it seems to him. Yeah. And and here's another interesting thing in the article. So one of the investors has been um, a little known um, actor named Ashton Kutcher. And they talked about the fact that he invested. Let me just find this part. I think I highlighted it. Um, that Okay, here it says, Ashton Kutcher, who has invested in Robinhood, attended one of the company's weekly staff meetings on Zoom and celebrated its success. This is, I'm quoting the New York Times here, celebrated its success by comparing it to a gamb- to gambling website, said three people who were on the call. And then to be fair to Mr. Kutcher, he said in a statement that his comment was not intended to be a comparison of business models, nor the experience Robinhood provides its customers that it referred to the current growth metrics. He added he was absolutely not insinuating that Robinhood was a gambling platform. But there you have it, three people on on the call, according to the New York Times reporting, um, did say that, that that is what Mr. Kutcher said. So people can can take that as they want. But, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it kind of shows the motivation. Like, they know that, th- that the way the user, user design is set up. And that's the thing, right? Like, these people are very smart. They know, like, what images to put, what, what, what things to make people click. That they know this. Is they do, they spend millions of dollars researching um, what's going to make people do something and have a, you know, make a, make, take action. So I think, 
yeah, they they are enticing people to take action. And while it's great that people are investing more, they need to be careful on how they're doing that. Exactly. We have Kimberly here with us on Facebook Live as well. Kimberly says, I don't think Robinhood is to blame, but I think their negative image is going to make them the next Wells Fargo. Right. I think that's really important because even if by the letter of the law, they're not doing anything wrong, we've covered this a lot. I have to tell you. And when we do shows about Robin Hood, our audience is very interested because there's something consistently going on. And you talk about the technology um, problems, the challenges that they've had, and those guardrails not really being enough to protect investors to get their orders through when there's a lot going on in the market. That is something that can become really important to their public image. Yeah. And I think... um this is a comment interesting from Annette um, that came up. I don't know if you want to pull that up. It says, if Robinhood needs to educate customers, then casinos need to educate their customers. And so, like, and I think, too, though, like, with Robinhood, because the premise is, like, they even based it, you know, on, like, this the image of the person, like, robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. Like, it's supposed to, like, help the average person, like, get into investing. I think because that's the premise, then they do have a responsibility to educate, to add the educational part of that um, and care about like their customers and how they do. Because the whole point is you're marketing to people who don't have experience, who want to get into investing. So they're most vulnerable to uh, to the things that are happening here. So I, I do think it is their responsibility to add that, even if it's it's going to cost them money, like they should be putting their customers first because that's what they're saying they're, the whole platform is about. So I don't know if casinos like think that way, you know, casinos like I'm just trying to make money. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So well put. And here's another interesting thing. So people might wonder, well, if it's free to trade, we know that a lot of other companies uh, make money in different lines of business. When you talk about a a Schwab or um, the other companies that they mentioned that they were comparing it to. But because, you know, this Robinhood, they're not charging you. And this goes to the general warning of like, if something's free, think about how someone else is making money. Apparently, and this, I'm going to go back to reading the New York Times article. It makes money through a complex practice known as payment for order flow. Each time a Robinhood customer trades, Wall Street firms actually buy or sell the shares and determine what price each customer gets. These firms pay Robinhood for the right to do this because they can then engage in a form of arbitrage by trying to buy or sell the stock for a profit over what they give the Robinhood customer. So it's not just always about the fee that you're paying. It's about who's making money. They're making money off you in other ways that you're not even aware of. Right, right. Yeah, so it's, it's, I think it's complex. And we have a comment from Sandy, one of our former co-hosts. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Sandy. So Sandy says, it's the gamification of trading. Unfortunately, there will be people who always skip the education and go right to trading. And I agree with that. And that's where like the self-responsibility um, comes in because e- even with the education out there now, right, maybe not associated with Robinhood, but there is a lot of um, education around investing and people, not everyone takes advantage of that. They just want to go straight into making money or or the most riskiest things. I think that's like human tendency sometimes. So yeah, yeah. totally. Um, before we get to our takeaways and, and um, t- I want to talk to everybody about my obsession with Blinkist, I do want to give you an opportunity. To, I actually sent you, um, Jamila, a couple um, answers when we asked people about their personal experiences with Robin Hood. Did you, I forgot to check, this is, we do a live show. Um, do you have those? I do. I okay. have a couple that you sent. You want me to read them? Yep, sure. Okay. Um, for this is one, do you usually say the name or are we keeping it private? So. Uh, we can. Keep, <laughs> we usually say the name, but we actually have Annette with us in the audience, but we have a oh, comment okay. from her hey, that she answered this on Instagram. 
Okay, so she said Hubs didn't know what he was doing, lost some money, and then we had to file a paper tax return. Yeah, so that's... Mm. <sighs> and that's and, that goes to like communication and a marriage and all that. Oh, gosh. Um, anyway. and then Yeah, and then we have another one from um, M. Armstrong says, Use in the past some issues, switch to fidelity for, for better information, service, and quality. Right, and I believe... I believe Fidelity offers free trades. I don't want to be 100% because I haven't looked that up, but I know there's certainly many options beyond Robinhood where you can do free trades. And again, if Robinhood's right for you, that's okay too. We don't have any affiliation with any of these companies. So everyone do what's right for you. Um, let's do one last comment from okay, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah has a good point. She said, many casinos do offer classes or help you if you have a problem. So that's great. And that, you know, it's, and that goes back to the person admitting that they need the help, accepting any help that's out there, right? So um, this, this man from the New York Times article who lost all that money, it's kind of just like he, like, he, he was in too deep. Um, would he have been able to stop himself? It seems like it was such a, comp- like he was just, it was compulsive at that point. He couldn't even help it. Exactly. I, I totally agree. And his family was aware of it, but just sometimes you can't really stop people. And we can talk what we want about Robin Hood makes it too easy. It's really makes it feel like a game and that's great. But at the end of the day, you know, you're growing up, you're trading with real money. In fact, you're trading with real debt in this case. So it's very dangerous. So it's really on you at the end of the day, right. you have to have your responsibility. Yeah. And I think this is where it comes in too, that people need to um, also invest in programs and like, you know, from people who can help them really learn this. So even if it's not free information, like it's okay to invest in education. There are tons of reputable like people teaching investing, like basics of investing and then like the more advanced investing that someone may want to do. And if you're going to go out and invest like your hard earned money, then I think if you can set aside, um, you know, some money to help you learn, I think you should do that. Like that should be part of your whole like plan is how much now should I set aside in terms of my time and money to help me learn this thing I want to jump into. Very well said. Okay. Hold that thought. I'm going to come back to you for your wisdom of your takeaway. But first I want to talk about something people always ask me and that's how I get it all done. I have three kids. You have three kids as well. I have a husband. You have a husband. I have a dog. Do you have a dog? I I do not have a dog. You do not have a dog. Okay. (laughs) But We both have a lot going on. And, you know, of course, um, you know, I have this podcast too, and you have Journey to Launch. So this is a lot. Um, My secret is something that makes me both more efficient and it also really helps me de-stress because I love to read and reading always helps me just sort of chill out. I think it also kind of sharpens my brain a lot. So I got into Blinkist about a year and a half ago. Um, I just discovered it and I'm so excited to share it with you. Um, It literally changed my life because I can go through books that in some cases, books that I've read in the past that I want a refresher on. It also helps me give get a preview of something because some books are really big. Sometimes they're intimidating. If we have to be honest, some books can be a little bit much and you don't know how to even get started. But what Blinkist does is he, it boils it down into these 15 minute summaries called blinks. And even within that, there's littler ones. So you can basically get the most important parts of the book without 
having to invest your time in the whole book. And then you can decide what is right for you and commit the time. And it's been something that's really helped me manage my time. There's such an infinite list of books I want to read. And this way I can decide where I want to put my effort. So right now, my number one next on my list is Becoming by Michelle Obama. Have you read that, Jamila? I have. I have, I have to admit, I have not finished it. It's, I'm like halfway, to, <laughs> halfway right. there. So this is what I'm talking about. So, okay. So basically, you and I, we're going to go on Blinkist. We're going we're gonna to do the Blinkist of Michelle Obama becoming. And then, assuming that we love it, which I'm sure we will, we can invest in reading the whole book. So it's a, it's a perfect preview. And they also have a lot of books here from people that we love at Money with Friends, including one by Bola Sukhanbi. Um, You guys might know her from Clever Girl Finance. She was a guest on uh, my other podcast, Financial Grown Up. I adore her. Um, So books like that are on so many nonfiction, tons of books that are relevant for you guys if you want to learn more about money. So with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read and listen to this massive library of condensed books, all the books you want, and it's literally one low price and a lower price, by the way, than I paid when I signed up a year and a half ago. So right now, here's the special audience special offer just for our Money with Friends audience. You go to Blinkist.com forward slash MWF. You get to try it free for seven days. Here's the really amazing part. You get to save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist. I'm going to spell it out. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com forward slash MWF. You start your free seven-day trial, and then you also get your 25% off, but you have to use the MWF. So when you sign up, it's Blinkist.com slash MWF. So you can tell I'm a little bit obsessed with them. They make my life so much easier. They also, by the way, I'll tell you guys on another episode, but they send emails and they just know what I'm interested in, and it's really made my life so much easier, and also reading chills me out. Let's do takeaways. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so my takeaway is um, ultimately I do believe Robinhood has a responsibility to their customers to put more stops and checks in place when it comes to trading, especially with the more complex offerings like options. And then they should also, um, you know, like they're doing, like they said they would invest in the training and education like around their products. But also, again, there's some self-responsibility here. And really what this man that was in this article was doing was gambling. Um, And so I think we need to rethink the way gamification and making access like this easy, what the implications of that could be. So it's positive in a lot of ways. And I'm happy that more people have access to this stuff. But there's also um, the other end of it where it then creates more risk for people. That is so well said. And I think it's important that we do have ownership of this, that even though we can point fingers at Robinhood, at the end of the day, you know, you guys, you volunteer, if, if you're a customer of them, you volunteer to, you choose to do this. Um, there are other places even that you could invest without having to pay um, the trading fees. So this is a choice and you should make it eyes wide open. So thank you for that brilliant takeaway. Um, my takeaway is so many red flags here, but instead of just, pointing fingers at Robin Hood. We want to reach out, not just to our, not just think about ourselves and our own responsibility, but let's also proactively reach out to friends that could be vulnerable to using these kinds of services 
in the wrong way. Again, if you use it in the right way, that's fine. And really, so any trading platform, whether it be Robinhood or somewhere else, people that are using these and not understanding the, how they really work and the, the risks that they're taking. So reach out, talk about money with your friends, talk about investing with your friends, make sure they fully understand the risks involved. So thank you, by the way, Jamila, you chose this article. I appreciate you bringing it to our attention. Um, really the ultimate example of why we need to talk about money with friends. Yes, yes. All right, before I let you go, tell me what's going on at Journey to Launch and all your other ventures. Yeah, so as always, check out the podcast, Journey to Launch, wherever you listen to this podcast, if you're listening. And then if you're watching, you know, I'm Journey to Launch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I mostly hang out on Instagram, um, but so like come over there um, and join us, become a journeyer if you're already not a journeyer. And then if you are listening to this in real time, I am having a class this Thursday, July 16th, to talk about mapping out your financial independence plan. And then later on, I am opening doors to the membership community, the Money Launch Club. So check that all out. Go to journeytolaunch.com slash free class if you want to learn more and just follow me on social for all the other updates. That is perfect. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone for listening. If you want to find out more about Jamila and all of our amazing co-hosts for this season and past seasons, go to moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And also please follow us so you can be part of the show on Instagram at moneyfriendspod and on um, Twitter at moneyfriendspod as well. And uh, Jamila and I will be back tomorrow with kind of another FOMO story. Um, we're going to be talking about what you really need to know about the market rally, especially with getting into earnings season, um, how vulnerable is the market to the realities of the economy? It's a really interesting piece, and it's a really important piece for you guys to know about. So we will see you tomorrow. Jamila will be back. Bye, guys. Bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it. <laughs>